This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart. You're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join our guest for Wednesday. It's Oanda Senior Market Analyst Craig Earlham in London and Trader Nick in the United States. Good evening, gentlemen, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, guys. Let's talk firstly about the FOMC minutes, which came out today. And talking to you before we started the podcast, Nick, you said that they were quite dovish. And it does appear that US Fed officials are convinced now that inflation is certainly coming under control. Having said that, though, the messages are still a bit mixed. Yeah, I think also to clarify that there was definitely dovish tone that made its way into today's meeting minutes. However, last year we saw the big rally and the dollar dropped off. We've already kind of seen the Fed's pivot come into play. Um, This was just more of the same. So that's why you didn't get a massive reaction to the meeting minutes that dropped today, 2 p.m. Eastern. The thing here is that, again, for markets to explode further than where they already had, you needed something even more aggressive on the on the dovish side. We didn't quite get that. However, we did get confirmation, further confirmation that three rate cuts were what the committee kind of sees for 2024. While the market, uh, and this is an important distinction to make, and this is where the debate, I suppose, lies in financial markets right now, is that the market is kind of pricing more so than three, and the Fed is trying to hold their cards close to their chest and say, just three, that's what we're thinking, and um, shooting out you know, years in advance that they see that the inflation number will likely come down to their 2%. So it was kind of a cautious dovish sounding meeting minutes, I suppose, from today. In terms of other numbers, we did have Jolt's job openings. Previous number was revised slightly higher, and today's number was pretty much in line at 8.79 million. We also had PMI numbers. Uh, Manufacturing PMI came in pretty much as expected, uh, 47.4. And manufacturing prices came out lower than expected. So overall, not a huge market moving day on that side of things. Despite that, though, we did see uh, an interesting move in the dollar index. The dollar has traded higher since the beginning of the year. And this is definitely worth mentioning as stocks back off their highs. We see uh, the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 Notably, um, the NASDAQ leading the, the tumble downwards. So we see, uh, just to get into stocks for a moment, uh, you see the big names leading the fall down. You see Apple, you see um, Amazon, Google, you see these big names, the, the big cap players on the table are actually dragging the indices lower. Uh, and of course, the tech heavy names that I mentioned dragging the NASDAQ a little further than the S&P and Dow so far this year. Um, So we're in negative territory. Same thing for gold. And uh, meanwhile, the dollar is actually having a pretty strong start to 2024. Of course, we're only three days in. But this is uh, perhaps a little bit, and I definitely want to ask Craig his thoughts on this. Uh, You have the indices pulling back. You have the dollar trading higher. Is this possibly just a little bit of a readjustment from what was very high enthusiasm about rate cuts in 2024. Again, we had nine straight weeks up on the S&P 500. The dollar traded lower for several weeks. Um, What do you think, Craig? Do you think this is just a bit of a, a rebalancing act that we're seeing in markets right now? Yeah, I think that's fair to say at this point. I mean, we've got to remember we saw some unbelievable gains in November and December. 
And that came off that adjustment, like you say, with interest rate expectations, markets jumping after that Fed meeting from around two or three to six rate cuts next year, or 150 basis points in total. The Fed talking about three rate cuts, uh, 75 basis points in total. Uh, so there was quite a change in attitude in the markets, and that really propelled stocks higher going into year end. So starting this year, you had to ask the question, is the market positioned too aggressively? Or could we even see more than 150 basis points of rate cuts in 2024? And that was always going to be hard to say straight away because we really need to see some data that actually warrants such a move. We've seen some really good movement in the indicators uh, over the course of the last month or two, but we need to see another big step if we're going to see markets pricing in even more aggressive rate cuts this year. And it was always likely that the central bank was going to push back. It kind of had its hands tied in December because one thing that the Fed does that other central banks don't do is give rate projections. They don't just give inflation and growth projections. They give interest rate projections via the dot plot. So it doesn't matter really what the Fed said in December or what the forecast said, just the mere fact that they acknowledged that the mean forecast for interest rates this year was 75 basis points worth of cuts kind of overrides everything else. And I think that's the reason why we've seen a bit more of a cautious tone in the language today. It's trying to offset some of that enthusiasm which they saw arrive in the markets. I remember we spoke a few weeks ago about the fact that I think that's ECB chose its language and chose a more hawkish stance because after the Fed meeting, markets didn't just price in 150 basis points of rate cuts for the Fed. They also priced them in for the ECB as well. So I think the ECB didn't want to pour fuel on the fire. Instead, they wanted to push back, pour some water on the flames, as as it were. That seems to be what the Fed has done today. Because when you look at some of the language, it doesn't really align with three rate cuts this year. They, They said they saw the policy rate was likely at or near the peaks. That suggests that they think there could be another rate hike. I mean, I think there's no chance. Uh, They said the rate could stay at the peak for longer than expected. Markets pricing in March. And even if the Fed is pricing in three rate cuts this year with a a presidential election later this year, they're not leaving them much time and much room for manoeuvre if that is what they see, if they don't get moving soon. You'd think with a presidential year, it shouldn't have an influence. But if they cut interest rates three times in the run up to November, then people are going, they're going to draw um, attention on themselves. So ideally, from the Fed's perspective, if they see three rate cuts this year, they want to do one in Q2, one in Q3, one in Q4 and take it nice and slow. So this idea that interest rates will stay high and near their peak for some time doesn't really uh, make much sense. The other line that I thought was interesting from the minutes was officials acknowledged the projections show cuts by the end of 2024. I mean, why does that even need acknowledging? It's the Fed officials themselves that have said that they think they're going to cut rates three times this year. Why do they need to acknowledge it at the minutes? You, you can feel that reluctance, that, that, that idea that they desperately don't want to send this message across, but equally they had to give their projections for interest rates. So it was kind of, they, they were kind of boxed into a corner uh, and that you can feel that real reluctance in the language that I think you can see today. So it's that idea of they want to leave the door open to those rate cuts, which they've said in the dot plot they expect to come, while also not appearing too dovish and, like say, pouring even more fuel uh, on the fire, as it were. Uh, but from the data today, I think there was a couple of interesting points. Like you say, they had the jolts number, continuing to see that trend lower more broadly, but also interestingly, the jolts numbers are still well above the levels that we were seeing prior to 2020. So even though the labour market is cooling, it's still hotter than it was, uh, seemingly, because the number of job openings, uh, particularly on that measure, 
prior to 2020. So there's still some room to go before we get back to a more balanced jobs market. And the other thing from the ISM number was the prices paid indicator. So there's a few things that go into manufacturing end prices ultimately prices paid tends to reflect more type of things like commodity prices and they have softened but that is still ultimately a contributor to end price inflation uh, and core goods inflation as well so the fact that we saw a dip in that uh, as well is probably a slightly promising number but ultimately i think investors are kind of looking beyond the minutes beyond the ism and beyond the jolts day to day and all eyes for me are on the jobs report on friday and as you say, the first non-farm payroll of the year, earlier on, we'll also see the ADP numbers. Nick, in terms of what we've discussed today, the, the minutes and the chances of uh, interest rate cuts over the next 12 months, how important is this NFP figure? I think it's very important. I think it continues to be important as it has for you know the last however many months we've been doing this together. I mean, the thing is, when it comes to jobs and inflation, uh, they, they're very interconnected. And I think that the Fed um, has a dual mandate for a reason. I think they they recently have pivoted a little bit more towards you know wanting to keep both numbers intact. They uh, would like to see in, uh, inflation continue to cool down alongside jobs, not necessarily tanking, but uh, cooling because you kind of need that in order for inflation to continue to come lower. We're reaching a point at inflation. We've covered this before. You know, everybody was very stuck on, even on this podcast, at several times we discussed the idea that uh, a floor for inflation could be 4%. Well, we've cracked that floor, but is there another one that's that's just above 2%, 2.5%? Is that a tough area? We're going to have to continue to see this data roll in if the Fed is going to get what it wants done. And my hesitation is that you know, markets are very, very optimistic with rate cuts this year. But um, just because we broke 4%, like I said, does not mean that there's not a floor somewhere above 2% targets. It's also an election year. And that adds another mix into the uh, you know, into the page because here what we have here is we have a year in which a lot of times spending goes up during election years. A lot of times the economy, you know, ad spend is massive during, uh, and that is worth mentioning. Ad spend is huge during election years, and that is stimulating and inflationary. Jobs market, as Craig mentioned, staying in there stronger than expected. There's a lot to look forward to, and again, I think that um, you know, you don't necessarily want either to see massive slowdown in the jobs number from here. You do want to see uh, moderation, but you don't want to see it go down too much further because then you start wondering, you look at the the yield market or the bond market, you look at yields and you say, well, are these things going to go much down further because there's actually serious recessionary concerns? And that's not what the market wants to see. Um, so again, I think overall, it will be a, a huge indicator, same with CPI and PPI to come as well. Um, but again, I think you you to get down to that two percent target, you still need jobs to play uh, to play ball as well. You can't have um, jobs starting to heat up massively again and also see inflation get down to that two percent. I, I feel like that those two things would be very hard to uh, coexist from here as you go into twenty twenty four. Yeah, and just to add to what you just said there, Nick, as well, I mean, in reference to where markets are positioned versus the Fed, markets are positioned for a rate cut in March. And that's going to be really difficult for the Fed to deliver if we get a hot jobs report uh, for December, because that only leaves two reports before that March meeting for the Fed to convince themselves that enough progress has been made, both on inflation and the labor market, to point to a sustainable 
uh, decline in inflation towards target, which will allow them to start cutting interest rates, especially when they're only pricing in three for this year. It's much easier for them to hold off until June on the basis of their interest rate forecasts, even a market's a price for March. So this could have a big influence in determining whether markets believe that they are positioned correctly for this year with 150 basis points or if they've gone too aggressive. So I think a hot jobs report on Friday would be an interesting test of that and could be an interesting test of stock markets as well, because as we alluded to earlier in the podcast, a lot of the rally that we saw in the last two months of the year was fueled by the belief that we could see six interest rate cuts or 150 basis points in total this year. A strong jobs report could cast doubt on that. And if we start to see that paired back to four or five rate cuts this year or 100 to 125 basis points, then we could see that have uh, ramifications throughout the markets, stock markets, the dollar, gold, which obviously we hit saw a new record high in December, and bond markets as well, and even crypto markets, which we haven't even touched on today. But I think crypto markets could be in for a, a bit of a ride as well over the coming weeks. Okay, guys, thanks for joining us for this first podcast of 2024. We'll speak to you again on Friday. Thank you. Thanks, Shani. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.